You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. It takes a lot to turn an idea into a business. Yahoo Small Business has everything you need to start and grow your business. Get online for free. Visit www.yahoosmallbusiness.com. When and how is it already Thursday, recording day? But you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm super excited to bring you a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked. Are you ready? appropriate for us as a message. Um, and the only song I can really kind of think of... Hey friends, and welcome to episode 15. I'm Carissa. How's it going? <laughs> Do you know, I still, after what, 15 weeks... Yes, because we are episode 15. 15 weeks. I don't even know how that flew by, but it has. Um, I still don't know how to open this show. I still get all tongue twisted and I stumble and I fumble and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> it's like, I'm still a baby, though. It doesn't matter. But how's everyone doing? I hope everyone's well. As Beauty Unlocked is growing, one of the things I definitely want to do is shout outs to my fellow podcasters and their podcasts. So I want you to take a listen to the very first podcast shout out. This is Essence, the host of Nikish Speaks, where I discuss various topics about compassion and empathy. What if we were to take a look at the world through each other's eyes? How different would everything be? If you're interested, tune in with me every Monday night. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are available. Remember to be kind. It is free. So you just listened to Essence from Nakish Speaks, and I love, I absolutely love her podcast because... She has a very soothing voice and also like her podcast is just very insightful. And once you finish an episode, it actually makes you stop and think. So you guys should definitely, definitely check out um, Nikish Speaks. So as I mentioned, we are growing and we will keep on doing these shout outs because there are some awesome, awesome podcasts to listen to um, with great hosts. So we're going to be doing this on, I think, a weekly, a weekly basis. I'm saying this. Don't don't hold me accountable, though. But it's probably going to be on a weekly basis. So it gives you like, you know, an opportunity to go and listen to fellow like podcasters and they're up. Oh, my God, I can't even speak awesome shows. (laughs) It's like that can. Oh, my God. Another week where I'm just like fumbling along. (laughs) I have no clue how this week has gone by. I can't believe that tomorrow when I drop this episode, it's already Friday and I'm I'm still like, what the hell happened on Monday? What did I do on Tuesday? 
where did this week go? I don't know if anybody else is experiencing like extreme, I don't know, confuculatedness. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> um, but like, I, I seriously don't know what the hell is happening. I'm confused, as always. That's how I spent most of my life, confused. Um, and I just, I just don't understand how this week just kind of flew by. Um, and I really don't know what the hell I've done. Uh, probably nothing. Uh, yeah, probably nothing, in, in all honesty. <laughs> in the beginning, I used to actually edit all this stuff out, all the, like, mistakes, and now I'm like, eh, whatever, fuck it. <laughs> Put that in the fuck it bucket. It's not that I don't care or anything. It's just, like, let's make it more authentic because this is me. This is, I fumble and stumble along in life. So <laughs> I'm going to be doing the same on the podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> so for the past... 14 weeks, we've covered a whole bunch of topics. I mean, and some of them we didn't cover in their entirety. I actually had to stop because I felt a vibration because I put my phone on vibrate and I look over and it was my sister calling and then I just lost everything. And I was like, thanks for like kind of breaking up that flow that's so difficult to get into but anyway it's okay it's all right <laughs> anyway so we haven't covered there's some topics that are just well m all topics are actually there's just so much to discuss and we might re revisit them later in in later episodes but i came across this topic i don't even know how but it just came how the hell? I don't even remember. Like I said, this whole week has been a blur. But um, it was it was something that I've heard before, um, but I haven't really I didn't really delve into it. And so then I started doing research for the episode, and I and it it made me actually stop and think. And so today we're gonna be talking about thin privilege. I'm gonna say that again: thin privilege. So there are many people that are going to argue, well, that doesn't exist. Um, but when you stop to think about it, it actually does. And when privilege in general, it exists. And it's a very hot topic either way. And, you know, there are just different forms of privilege, obviously. And, and today we're going to explore the thin privilege. But it's definitely something that exists you know, it's uh, for people who aren't of a, a particular body type. Unfortunately, they are judged. They are discriminated upon. And, you know, society has, again, this uh, society has this thing of, you know, when it comes to physical beauty, if you're not in the uh, ideal, again, this is all in air qu quotes, like having the perfect ideal body shape, or a particular look or particular hair type, uh, skin color type, and all this, um, society has a tendency to judge. And this is because, like we've said before, um, we've been force-fed this ideal for most of our lives. And it's not just, you know, um, something that's new. It's been happening for centuries. Um, it's a trend. You know, physical beauty is a trend. It's always changing. And people are trying to run around and try to conform to these I, so unrealistic, impossible, you know, physical beauty standards um, that society places on us. As always, I found a ton of articles and 
some uh let's see i found one on christinabruce.com uh it's her blog what exactly is thin privilege i also found another article um written by dina larson the everybody is beautiful project.com and it's your intro into thin privilege and i found another one which is very interesting. It's on uh, christyharrison.com, what is thin privilege. Um, so, and there are so many others uh, that I'll be posting, as always, so that you guys can actually read. And um, on one of the articles, there's pictures, but obviously I can't share them, but I can tell you what those pictures are. And I'll be posting them on, on social media, so have a look there. All right, so as we said, privilege is currently a hot topic of conversation, and there are many forms of privilege that exist, such as white privilege or male privilege. But the thing is, what does privilege mean? And why is there such a backlash to this word? And how does thinness fall into this category? So privilege is defined as a special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group of people. Should I read that again? Privilege is defined as a special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group of people. So when this definition is applied to thin bodies, i.e. thin privilege, it means that individuals who move through the world in a thin body are granted a certain, uh, a certain number of advantages over people who are not thin. So this is um, this is how Christina Bruce um, explains privilege or thin privilege. So we have an article by Dina Larson, and um, she says perhaps you're familiar with or have personally experienced concepts such as thin privilege, fat phobia, body discrimination, or the many prejudices, phobias, and isms that human beings project and experience. But for many folks, these terms and their consequences are brand new, and it may not be um, it may not be clear as to why they are important and how they apply to things like body positivity or eating disorder prevention. So let's look at some general definitions and baselines for the, the terminology. Dina, she collaborates with BloomFit Body Positive Fitness Training, and she helps um, build a general understanding. So. Fat phobia is the fear and or hatred of fat, fatness, and fat people. Fat shaming is mocking or criticizing a fat person based on their body size or shape. Uh, discrimination, the unfair or prejudicial treatment of people and groups based on characteristics such as race, gender, age, or sexual orientation. Thin privilege, Power and advantages systematically accorded to members identifying with thinner and smaller bodies. And then we have thin presenting. A person who lives in a body that the culture deems is an acceptable level of fat, even if the individual doesn't feel or identify as thin. So she continues to say that if you uh, identify and perhaps experience the world around you in a smaller body, you may not be aware of the daily experiences of a larger bodied person. We live in a society that is designed for, caters to, and praises small bodies. We see it in the size of an airplane door, the weight capacity of a chair, the ease of slipping into a restaurant booth, access to comfortable and fashion-forward clothing. These daily challenges may have never come across your radar unless you have lived in a larger body. So I'm going to um, mention some more, actually, that she put those images that she did put um, in her article. 
as we said, um, you can shop for clothing in any store. Your body fits in between restaurant tables. Your doctor doesn't blame all your symptoms on your weight. People don't mock or patronize you when you exercise. Airplane seats fit you and your seatmates don't grimace when you board. People don't judge your food choices. Blood pressure or BP cuffs, um, hospital gowns and MRI machines fit your body. And chairs in public spaces fit and support your body. So some this is um, the example she's given of thin privilege. So it's one of those moments where you kind of stop to think. It's one of those like aha moments because when you have gone to a restaurant and you see how close okay maybe now it's going to be a little bit different because we have to practice social distancing but in the sense of when we used to go to restaurants and you look at the spaces in between the tables just think about that and it's true your doctor if you have gone to your doc or you go to the doctors they're not going to somehow relay all of your symptoms to your weight Oh, well, you have this because of your weight. Oh, you have this because of your weight. Um, okay. Also, airplane seats. What? Well, it's been a while, but when you think about airplane seats, think about the size of those airplane seats. And sometimes, guess what? People who do have larger bodies have to pay for another seat or they have to ask for a seatbelt extension. When a person with a larger body does, you know, make that decision of saying, I'm going to be fit, for example. Um, and they start going to um, the gym. And there are people who mock or patronize them for, ha for, for trying to change their lifestyle. And it's just like, okay, so you're telling me I need to lose weight, for example, um, without even taking into consideration if that person can lose weight because there are underlying medical reasons you know such as PCOS polycystic ovary syndrome and other related issues there's so many others that have nothing to do with weight it's just that they have medical issues that is impossible for them to lose weight but for example if somebody does have a bigger body and they do go to the gym there's people who mock them what the fuck how does that even why when you see someone who's eating whatever and you make the comment of do you really think that it's necessary for you to eat that what so you're judging a person's food choice based on the shape and their their size so it's a lot of things where it makes you stop and think and we're all um we're all guilty of this at one point in our lives we are and that's the that's the thing of coming to realization of saying Oh, okay, so yeah, maybe, you know, I'm guilty of doing something like that, whether it be to a complete stranger or to somebody close to you. So it's one of those many things that people who do have larger bodies, they, they hear on a constant base, basis and they experience these things on a daily basis. So she continues to say, but why is it important for people who are thin presenting to understand the daily difficulties, treatment and oppression that folks in larger bodies face? Simply stated, size-based discrimination is all too often overlooked and dismissed as if it isn't a real form of oppression and doesn't cause harm. The world we live in was designed by, by and for thin people, which means that the 67% of people who are considered plus-sized are left out.
We live in a society in which it is normal, expected, and tolerated to shame and treat ourselves and others differently based on the size of our bodies, and that's not okay. No, it isn't okay. So she says images like the one shared above, the ones that I've um, mentioned, uh, depict real life examples of how it feels to ask for an airplane seatbelt extender, to not be able to purchase a souvenir t-shirt in your size for any and every ailment, or sorry, and for any and every ailment to be connected back to your weight. If you live in a larger body, you may read these and nod your head, triggering a personal and perhaps difficult memory for each and every image ready on the tip of your tongue. And if you're a thin presenting person reading these and can't imagine what it would be like, we invite you to take this, uh, this as a moment of pause, an opportunity for growth and understanding. You might be thinking, I had no idea. And honestly, how could you? Unless you have lived in a larger body, you most likely have never experienced such persecution simply because, um, because of your shape and size. So the images help build an understanding and hopefully empathy for those who are marginalized because of their body size. And maybe more importantly, they empower and inspire efforts for social justice and equality. She says in the article, I lived my first 21 years identifying as bigger bodied while simultaneously engaging in my undiagnosed binge eating disorder. And as I glance at, these, uh, at this image, these examples are equally felt by that little girl who lives inside of me and the treatment she experienced all because of the size of her body. And so she goes into saying, the shame of not being able to share and swap clothing with friends, fear of being unable to fit on a roller coaster seat, predicting that I would never be carried over the thresh threshold on my wedding day, the anxiety of going to the pediatrician knowing inevitably the conversation would end focusing and shaming me on my weight, not trying out for cheerleading as no other bodies looked like mine, being the loudest, most dramatic, or funniest in every situation, anything to deflect focus from my body, having to eat different foods and different snacks than the rest of my family, the mortification of having to be weighed publicly during PE, or physical education class, and doing anything to get out of class for that day, sitting on the swing and fearing that the whole thing would collapse. So she says that she shares some of these personal childhood experiences because they are not unique to me. There is nothing outrageous or special about my story. Fat shaming and fat phobia is normalized, accepted and tolerated, tolerated, and it doesn't just affect adults or women or people of any particular race, culture, religion, or socioeconomic class. Fat phobia affects everyone, every age, every gender, every human being in our society. She says that the first um, step is uh, towards change is awareness and awareness of how we are being treated and how we are treating ourselves and others. This is very important. Starting to question the why and the why not. To have that moment as the image scrolls across the screen to think, me too, or oh my, or I never knew, or this is not okay. Unchecked privilege compromises the full capacity of human beings. And that is why this work is important. She's talking about her, well, everything about awareness. If you identify as bigger bodied or plus sized or fat, we see you, I see you, I also see you. If you identify as thinner bodied, perhaps this is your first moment of being able to walk in someone else's bigger shoes. And this is your opportunity to create space and e equity for all bodies, all voices and all experiences. To act as an ally and use your privilege to echo and elevate the voices of fat folks. 
Lo uh, looking at these images, which I'll be sharing, it may not feel good. It may not feel comfortable. It may not feel okay. But that discomfort is a precursor to change. Because this cha uh, change, this revolution in creating a society that is safe, accommodating, accepting, and celebratory of all bodies, that re responsibility falls at all of our, uh, sorry, at all of our feet, no matter what size. And this is, this is very, very important, which I'll actually, towards the end, be going into my little, yes, into my little opinion uh, about everything. As you know, at the end of all episodes, I do this. So the other, ooh, the other article I'm going to mention takes it from a different standpoint, actually. It's very, it was very interesting. I had to like mention it. <laughs> but it's, um, I found it on ChristyHarrison.com and what thin privilege really means. So um, as we said, it's a very hot topic lately. And some people are very vocal um, about it. Like I mentioned earlier, that it doesn't exist. Oh, in reality, it does. So these thin privilege deniers argue that because some thin people get body shamed for being too thin and because people in smaller bodies also can and often do have body image issues and insecurities, that being thin isn't actually a form of unearned cultural privilege. She continues to say, but here's the truth. Having thin privilege doesn't mean that you're, you've never had any body image issues or that you've never struggled with disordered eating or that... You've never been bullied or shamed by individual assholes for your size. You can have thin privilege and also hate your body. This is definitely like something where it's one of those, whoa, whoa, it's very true. Hell, having thin privilege doesn't even mean that you feel thin. And in fact, I'd wager that the vast majority of people in diet culture never feel thin, even those with thin privilege. Uh, she continues to say, the anonymous writer, your fat friend, bri brilliantly put it in a recent essay. Thinness is always distant, unattainable, a punishing standard that few feel they can meet. There's a pause because I'm going to have to repeat that again. Thinness is always distant, unattainable and punishing standard that few feel they can meet. But like any other kind of privilege thin privilege actually just means that by virtue of some characteristics of your body in this case being below a certain size you have greater access to resources and face less discrimination in society than people without that characteristic people in larger bodies uh, for example people who wear plus sizes face consistent systematic oppression not just by uh, not just body shaming by a few individual assholes but an asshole culture that makes it difficult or impossible to find clothes and spaces that fit, healthcare that's effective and non-discriminatory, equal access to employment, and all, of, oh, sorry, and all of the other basic human rights that we all deserve. The term thin privilege is meant to highlight the systematic disparity and to call out the fact that dignity and respect and equitable treatment shouldn't be privileges reserved for smaller bodied folks at all. They should be universal rights afforded to everyone, no matter their size. I'm going to let that sink in for a little bit. So these um, articles that I've mentioned, they're very powerful because it takes, it's, it's saying, yes, fair enough. Of course, if you are thin or, you know, um, describe yourself as thin bodied, um, it doesn't mean that you haven't had comments made by like the writer said assholes saying well you're too thin and you should eat like a burger because there have been comments like that when people who are 
thin, they get they receive comments of eat more. Okay, first of all, this is where it just ah, uh, this is what kind of sets me off about society. The thing is, you don't know if that person has a medical condition, a condition, sorry, a pre-existing medical condition, whether that person is too thin or much bigger. You don't know what that person is going through. You don't know if they have underlying medical conditions. You don't know their story. Stop fucking judging people based on their physical appearance. Because it's only us. It, this is a meat sack, folks. This is all a meat sack. And there is there is nothing that sets me off more. And probably because it's also that I'm more self-aware in the fact that in my younger years, and I'm talking about my bitchy 20s where I thought, well, I'm invincible and whatnot. And I didn't, I kind of chose to ignore a lot of issues that I had. And you kind of bury them deep inside and you don't realize that you got your own demons. And there's a reason behind the fact that you make certain comments or you judge people. But when you get to a certain point, you stop, I hope, and you think, hold up, why? Okay, first of all, why am I being judged by my physical appearance? And why am I judging others? And you start, there's like this thing that happens in your brain, this tinkering. And you start realizing, well, fuck, I'm doing the same thing that other motherfuckers, excuse me, for the language, uh, motherfuckers are doing to me. And I'm doing it to other people. I'm making those comments. I'm thinking that way. I immediately judge. I don't stop to think. And for the past, I would say, eight, nine years, even 10 years of my life, I've actually stopped and I've thought. Stop fucking judging people because you don't know their stories. They don't know your story. You don't like it when others judge you by your physical appearance. Stop doing the same goddamn thing. I kind of slapped myself um, a bit to wake myself up because it needed to be done. And I started being more aware, more self-aware. And I would stop myself if I was going towards that judgmental opinion. Now I'm like, live and let live. Unless you're a cockroach, in which case, seriously, I will not let you live. And you should not be in my goddamn room, for example. But that's besides the point. Live and let live. I don't care what you do with your body hair. I don't, not that I don't care. It is your, it is your business. So hence, it's not my business. I'm just going to mind my business. I'm going to stay in my lane. I've, um, I don't, I don't really, I don't care what you do with your body hair. If you have, if you don't have, um, I, I, your color of your skin is, not important to me there are certain things like i've said and, and mentioned in previous episodes we we have no control over certain things we just don't how our hair is our bodies i mean what our bodies do whether it be stretch marks cellulites we have to take into consideration genetics um there's i mean there's just so many things we that are out of our control and that happen to us as human beings you know, there are sometimes, again, medical conditions that come up and pop up in our lives that we have no control over, that maybe it is genetics or maybe it isn't. We, we have no control over. So who am I to actually judge someone if I don't know their story? How can I tell someone fucking go and lose weight? How, how, how dare I say that even? How can I even think it? Because I don't know that person's story. I don't know if there's something going on. Are they on medication? Are they going through something? 
it's out of their control sometimes and everybody's like body sometimes some people cannot like i've mentioned in previous episodes some people can't have the six pack or eight pack it doesn't matter some people can some people can't have the bur- uh, the perky boobs well i mean unless you you know maybe go have surgery you can't have the perky boobs you know or maybe somebody can't have the bodacious ass Oh, unless you go again and have surgery. I mean, it depends. It all depends. We have to take into consideration so many factors, and sometimes the majority of us don't. And this is where we do need to stop and think before we open our mouths, and especially when it comes to somebody's body. Why would we even open our mouths to say anything? It's not our body. Mind your business. That's what I. I mean, <laughs> I've learned to. I've said. I've said this to many people. Mind your business. And I've said it to myself, Carissa. Mind your fucking business. Seriously, sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. Don't go judging people. That's what I say to myself, and I actually say that to people too. <laughs> Don't go judging others by anything, by their hair, the color of their skin, their weight, their shape, their size. Uh, you know, it's just, it's unrequited. Like the person did not ask me for an opinion. Unless you're asking me, how does this look on me? I'm, I'm going to say it looks good on you and, you know, and whatnot. I'm not going to go and say, go and hide your stomach fat. What the fuck? I would never say that. Honey, be proud of what you have. And I know it's very difficult, especially in a culture and a society that says to you, you should be ashamed of your body and what it does. And then the same society says to you, love your body, accept your body. Listen, I've struggled with all of this and I still struggle with it. And I'm learning to slowly, slowly accept myself. But understand that there are certain things that we cannot control. And we shouldn't judge people because we don't know their stories. I mean, it's not written on their foreheads. We need to remember this. Those that I mentioned are very powerful because they take the thing of one says, well, because you're thin or identify as thin, it doesn't mean that you haven't had the struggles. There are assholes that will still make those comments. You're bigger bodied. Um, there are assholes that will make comments about that too. There are assholes all around us. God damn it, seriously. <laughs> like, it's incredible. Um, and these assholes don't stop to think, well, where the hell did I, did this notion of beauty come from? They don't stop to think. They just judge. And I pity them because I think... You're not going to stay the way you are now. Remember this. Nothing is constant. Everything changes. We do age. Our body does things that we have no control over. But a lot of people just don't, you know, um, a lot of people just don't stop to think. And a lot of people are saying, well, being fat is a choice. What? Being thin is a choice. What? No, I'll tell you what a choice is. Being an asshole is a choice. Change the way you are when it comes to being an asshole. Like, um, there are things that we can't control, like I've said. There are things that we can't control. What you can control is your mouth and the way you think. Stop to think before you go and discriminate, discriminate, period. (laughs) Like, seriously, stop to think a little bit. And I'm not saying this to the people listening. I'm just saying it in general. Everybody needs to stop and think because we are guilty or we have been guilty of doing this at a certain point in our lives. We, we, We have discriminated and we have been discriminated upon at a certain point in our lives. No one is immune to this. Um, because we live in such a Eurocentric beauty culture. And so we have, it's happened to us in many ways. What I'm hoping is that I'm bringing more and more awareness that 
thin privilege does exist. We definitely know that male privilege, white privilege exists because <laughs> we, we see it on a, on, a, on a daily basis. But thin privilege also does exist. And that's not to shame thin people in any way, shape, or form because it's not their fault either. It's in the sense of it's the culture that we, we live in. Like one of the articles said, it's designed designed for thin people. The airplane seats, the you know the the chair capacity, the roller coaster rides, the it's just it's designed for 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 thin people. We don't stop to think how a person who is bigger bodied feels about not being able to fit in an airplane seat, for example, or that they have to ask for a seatbelt extension. We don't stop to think that you know there are people that are are much bigger bodied. In all honesty, it's to spread awareness and to stop and think that thin privilege does exist. The next time that you are in a bar or in a restaurant or in an airplane, look around and, and, and think, oh, wow, well, this, if somebody is bigger bodied, how will they like, it's, you know, how are they going to fit into this seat? How are they going to fit in between the tables? There are more like smaller sizes in shops, you know, um, when it comes to clothes, the fashion industry and stuff, although the fashion industry is slowly changing, it's still it still has a long way to go, as does the media, you know. And even when you look at, like, TV shows, movies, and things like this, have you noticed that you see a lot more thinner bodies or, let's say, ideal bodies? And I'm not saying those people don't have a, a struggle because they do. They have to maintain it, and it's very difficult sometimes to maintain a certain ideal body shape and whatnot. We've actually talked about it, I believe it was in episode six. I think, but in the sense of there is more representation of thinner bodies on TV and in in the media in general than there are bigger bodies. Yes, it's starting to change, of course, as social media has played a big part of it because everybody is in control of, let's say, what they share and their platforms. So we are seeing diversity, of course. But when you look at it on on average, there is a more there is more representation of um thinness than there is of bigger bodied um individuals you know um in the media in the media when i say like movies and tv shows the point of this pot of this podcast but no of this episode was to bring awareness that thin privilege is a you know is does exist and for those people who say it's a choice to be like to have a bigger body no it isn't shut your mouth sorry i'm just like shut your mouth no it isn't but no, this, um, during the research in, in this, and also I've gone through a lot of phases in my life, also with my body, uh, of it changing. I've, uh, you've seriously, I've been a, a bigger body. Uh, one time in my life, in my late teens, I was up to 100 kilos. So I definitely know what it is um, to, to have a bigger body and to experience the discrimination or the comments that people have made and whatnot throughout my life even when I was much like much smaller bodied and whatnot I heard also other comments sometimes things happen in life and this is the cards that we are dealt with I've calmed down now to a certain extent I would say <laughs> my blood pressure probably went up by me just ranting and raving but I just had to as all episodes it's to bring awareness to the issues that we have in society as a whole especially when it comes to physical beauty in seriously in all honesty i hope that i am bringing awareness to these issues and that it does make uh, it does like make you stop and think hopefully 
hopefully we are able to spread the awareness, spread the empathy. And you know, at the end of every episode, I always say, let me tell you something, seriously, you are beautiful. We are all beautiful. Diversity is beautiful. There's, I mean, we could say that there's only a few individuals. Well, yeah, there are a few individuals, but it feels like it's an army of them that are just being complete assholes. And some, it's life in general is difficult enough. And we face so many things in life. And we have extreme highs and extreme lows. And, and then we have that outside factor of people judging us without knowing our stories, without knowing who we are. But one of the main things is let's spread awareness. Let's spread the love. And the first thing in order to be able to spread that love to other people is that we have to do the work to love ourselves first. And it's relearning how to love ourselves because we lived in a society that's told us don't love yourself. And now we live in a society that is both ways. Don't love yourself, but love yourself. All I can say is that what a fucking ride it is, life. It's a roller coaster ride. That's why I always say buckle up. Buckle up because on or hold on tight at this point because holy shit, it is exhausting sometimes. It is exhausting, but I know we all have struggles. We've we've all experienced discrimination in in some kind of form, unfortunately. But let's start changing the way we we perceive ourselves. That means we have to start loving ourselves, everything about us. In doing that, we start spreading the love to others. Let's uplift each other. Let's, let's give compliments to people. Let's put a smile on each other's faces. We are, we, we, especially now, we are facing difficult times. Let's just be more self-aware and let's just spread the love, you guys. It's all about the love. That being said, yes. Remember, love each other, love yourselves. Spread some of that sweet, sweet love. Um, don't forget to spread some of that love towards us here on Beauty Unlocked. Follow us on social media. Send us an email. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear it all. Um, you will definitely be hearing from me next week for sure. As I mentioned before, there are tons of surprises on the way. So definitely be patient. It's all coming. So you will hear from me next week. I'm sorry if I just crawled up into your ear holes and started like beating on your eardrums, like making a whole bunch of noise with my rant and rave, but I do so with love and also just to spread the awareness. So I wish you guys a very good weekend. I hope you guys also have a lovely work week and you will hear from me next Friday. Bye. Wow. Whether you're moving in together for the first time, this can be your closet, or you're a new parent to a little fur baby, Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand, so they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva Paper Towels are for the long haul. 
They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.